0: on the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail.
1: Proudly presented to you by
0: X-Insurance.
1: X-Insurance. insurance, X insurance. X insurance.
0: Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights,
2: Mark Walters.
3: Walters. Walters.
0: And here we go. I hope you buckled in, because that first hour flew right. Bye. We'll get the podcasts up for you during some of the breaks. We want to get them up as quick as possible for you. Great hour with the great Alan Gottlieb, followed by A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart News. Here on this SIG Sauer Platinum and very powerful microphone in the Car Firearms Group studio. It's all being brought to you by X Insurance. Please go out of your way to visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com that make this show possible. We are now in our fifteenth year and very, very proud of it. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how you doing, my brother from Another Mother? I am here. It flew by, didn't it? Yeah, first hour of I was it felt like I was standing on the Zoom switch when I was really just over here running the show. You know, I've been out of town all week and I thought it was going to be, you know, kind of slow. And it just whipped right by. Yeah, it did. did. I mean, it just whipped right by. So this one is going to do the same, ladies and gentlemen. Greg, because of some weather that was moving through the area, I made the call at the last minute not to run the video. We want to save all of our bandwidth for our affiliates and not have a problem with a connection to the network. And as a result of that, we're not able to have you tell people where to watch the show, but people can participate in the chat. Would you be kind enough to tell them where to go to do that, please?
1: Yeah, if you want to join the chats, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram
0: messaging app, create your profile, search. For Armed American Radio Conversations. Parkland Dad Ryan Petty joins me for the hour now. Good friend Ryan, how are you, my brother?
1: I am doing all right for a Sunday evening.
0: I tell you what, do you want to start with the stupidity of Al Sharpton real quick? Oh, walk me through that. Okay, here, this is Al Sharpton. On MSDNC just the other day, let me pull the audio up, as he was giving Americans a history lesson. Listen to the stupidity and ignorance of this fool. Here we go. Our children's children will read American history... And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so they could stay in power? That's what we're looking at. We're looking at American history and how it will play out is
2: going to be very important. Can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government?
0: One day our children's children will read American history and can you imagine our reading, Again. James Madison or Je- Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government? <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> Brian, James Madison wrote the Second Amendment. Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. Let me read that to you just briefly, just briefly. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government ryan correct me if i'm wrong but didn't james madison and thomas jefferson have something to do with overthrowing a tyrannical government to give us the united states and didn't when they wrote the declaration of independence tell us that we have the right to change a government if it becomes destructive of these ends meaning our freedoms and liberties please correct me if i'm missing something
1: You know, I'm glad you mentioned the name of that document. It sounded familiar. I just couldn't put my finger on it. Maybe maybe I went to the same high school as Al Sharpton. I don't know. Um, Look, this is the state of our civics education in much of the country. It's it's a sad state of affairs. It 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 would be funny, Mark, if it weren't so serious, because these people vote and they exercise political power against other citizens other americans out of out of pure ignorance in this case um and that's dangerous not only is that um you know we can laugh about it tonight but it's it's a dangerous thing and and quite frankly uh it doesn't portend well for for our nation well if you went to high school with him it must have been tawana brawley high
0: because yeah, Sharpton exactly. room to <laughs> prominence with that fake lawsuit of the young girl who lied about cops raping her in New York many, many years ago. Uh, I mean, Sharpton, the worst part about that clip was no one at MSDNC challenged him and those utterly ignorant comments at all. And it was AWR that pointed out in the previous hour reminding us that it was Madison that wrote the Second Amendment. It was Jefferson that wrote the Declaration of Independence. Absolutely incredible. But you are correct about that. It's funny, but it's not. It's sad. I think more than anything else, it's sad that Al Sharpton, and even more so, Ryan, that a quote-unquote mainstream outlet, if that's what you want to refer to MSDNC as, wouldn't take him to task and ask him what he meant by that. They just let it roll, and that's isn't that. That's indicative of where we are in the media in this country today. Boy, oh boy, talk about derelict and their duties and responsibilities under the First Amendment. Good heavens, Ryan.
1: Well, not only do these people vote; these people, you know, that the national news media, inform the voting public, and so not surprising that uh, you know these, these national news uh, uh, channels are, are typically you know. They're more about entertainment than they are actual news at this point, and so it's not surprising that a journalist wouldn't question Al Sharpton uh, given the opportunity. They're there to promote a, an ideology, to propo- pr- promote a point of view, and so why challenge, you know, Al Sharpton to make him mad and then he doesn't come on your show week? But <laughs> unfortunately, our media, our news media, are not doing the job. That they, that our founders quite frankly envisioned and provided special protections in the First Amendment for freedom of the press and the freedom to say, uh, to to tell the truth. And quite frankly, we've seen over the past couple of years how the truth gets twisted, uh, you know, with these different disinformation bureaus and the collaboration between. The Biden administration and Facebook as, as a prime example of that. When the government is telling a private entity what to, what is truth and what to censor and what not to censor, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for even a voter that wants the truth and wants to, to vote, you know, their conscience and based on the information and all of the facts. It's hard for the average citizen to get the facts because we have a news media. That is derelict in their duty.
0: Yeah, I've gone as far as calling it criminal behavior. I I believe it should be a crime. You have people making decisions based on what they hear, or even more importantly, that lie of omission we refer to all the time, what they don't hear because they're not being told. And when that happens, to me, these people should be held criminally liable. And I, I, you know, an example of that, ladies and gentlemen, and Ryan yourself, is the whole entire Hunter Biden story. If you're watching MSDNC or CNN, you don't know anything about what's going on with the Biden crime family. You have no idea about the bribes. You have no idea what's going on in the hearings because they're not talking about it. And therein lies, Ryan, what I refer to as a a huge lie of omission. Uh, Just don't tell them about it and they won't know. And we can continue to push this type of stuff down their throats. And in fact, when they treat somebody like Sharpton, who's on the payroll over there at MSDNC as a journalist, kind of like Stephanopoulos, we have a problem on our hands. And I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon, Ryan. I don't I don't see any light at the end of the media tunnel. Do you? Maybe I'm wrong.
1: No. When you when you know after uh, the Devin Archer testimony this this week, uh speaking of Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's business associates, where he came out and basically said, Yeah, Joe Biden, while he was vice president, was on a number of these conference calls. In fact, that was the deliverable for Hunter, for anybody that you know can't quite grasp the gravity and the seriousness of what Joe Biden and the and the Biden crime family were up to. He comes out and says, you know, point blank, Joe was not, you know, Joe was in those discussions. He joined several of the calls. You had Congressman Goldman. Uh, from New York come out and say and, and try to spin it and say, well, they were probably just talking about the weather. And the news media <laughs> doesn't even challenge him. They just let that go. Yeah, he was probably talking about the weather. I mean, it's it's criminal. I, I it think is that it's criminal.
0: It, it really truly is. It, not just that, ladies and gentlemen, but the mere fact that they're blowing it off to begin with that they're covering for it. If you look at the coverage from the networks, they're all telling you the same thing, that there's no evidence whatsoever when there is reams of evidence. Bidens are going to pay for it. I feel pretty confident. I don't know why I feel that, but it's a gut feeling. I've learned how to trust my gut over the years. I have a feeling this one's got some legs. When we come back, we're going to have some fun with Ryan and talk about the women's soccer team before we go to more stuff about freedoms and rights because it's all kind of tied together. We'll be right back. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Indeed. Welcome back to the Armed American Radio Monster Cast, coming to you from AAR Ranch, the Car Firearms Group Studios. It's all, all of it on the Sig Sauer Platinum microphone today, and it's all being brought to you by the great X-Insurance. Have you guys picked up the, any product from X-Insurance Check them out, xinsurance.com. We made it real easy for you to do. Just visit armedamericanradio.com, click on the X-Insurance logo there. Boom, it takes you right to the door you need to go to. We open it for you and put you right where you need to be. X-Insurance is a real insurance company that will cover any of your insurance needs, including your freedom, your firearms, true umbrella policies, your businesses, whatever they are. They specialize in that risky stuff. Whitewater rafting, parachute jumping, helicopter rides, all that cool stuff. X-Insurance has you covered. And make sure to pick up something from MyPillow.com. Use the promo code AAR. Take advantage of all the discounts, the two-for-ones, all the great products over there at MyPillow.com. Use the promo code AAR. More about our partners later on in the broadcast. Let's go back to Ryan Petty. Ryan, welcome back in, my friend. You know, on a similar note to what we were talking about with the really sad state of affairs in American media, which is pathetic. And, boy, is this going to play itself out. As we go into 2024 elections, the gaslighting and the lies, the attacks on Trump, everything that we're facing now is just going to be put on steroids here coming up really in the next three to four months as the Republicans duke it out in the primaries before Trump wins the nomination, which he will do now, no matter how many indictments they keep throwing more indictments like Atlanta probably will. And Trump is just getting stronger and stronger. But let's talk soccer briefly, simply because it's an American pride thing. We value that here on Armed American Radio. You value it personally. I value it. My children value America and our ideals and our rights and our freedoms. Were you like me? When you watched the women's soccer, I didn't watch it, but I caught the headlines, obviously. I was pleased when they lost. I wanted them to lose. I wanted them to learn a lesson. I don't like feeling that way, but I couldn't help it. He, 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 he. Talk to us about it a little bit. It's important.
1: Uh, it is important. I mean, look, sports uh, for for most people are a getaway, right? It, it, you know, you come home from a job. You maybe you've got uh, pressures at work, pressures at home, uh, a mortgage. You know, kids going to college. Whatever the you know issue is that that we adults have, sports was a nice respite, right? Go watch some football on Sunday, watch baseball during the week, or watch. And and what's better than cheering for our own national team? Be it women's soccer, men's soccer, men's basketball. We love it, right? It's just a way to get away. But increasingly, these athletes believe that it's their job to politicize the sport that they play on behalf of, quite frankly, it's almost always, in fact, it is always. Because I can't think of a counterexample. It is in the progressive leftist direction. And they politi- politica- politicized something, and, and this was no different. You know, Megan Rapinoe did it for U.S. women's soccer, made it all about politics to the point where, you know, my mama used to say, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. I like you, Mark. I didn't. I don't even watch it at this point because yeah. I don't want my soccer to be politicized. And if I can't say something nice, I'm not even going to tune in. So I didn't watch it. But I. But I can't. You can't escape the uh, the missed penalty kick that uh, you know Megan missed, and, uh, laughed and we about lost it. to Sweden and laughed about it because again, you know, to her. This is, uh, you know, she's not representing the United States in a way that she feels patriotic about the United States or she loves her country. She's representing herself. She happens to be on the U.S. team and quite frankly, couldn't care about the United States or America or anything else. She just cares about herself. So she missed it. She laughed it off. And, um, you know, my hope. We can just it can all be about soccer again. You know, she'll move on, she'll go do something else, and maybe we can just think about sports for once. You know, I, I hope you're right. I gave up football
0: years ago when it went woke. I, I just gave it up. And you'll be honest with you, haven't missed a beat. Haven't missed a beat. Yeah. Got my Sundays back. Yep. You know, and look, I spent well into six figures over a decade supporting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A M eight sixty, you're tuned in. I had the first club seats the first year Raymond James Stadium opened up. And I you know, I enjoyed it. The day my daughter was born, they put her in a intensive care unit They wouldn't let me see her or my wife, so I went to the game. I mean, I, I was a huge fan. I spent a lot of money. Today, I couldn't care less. I'm angry that I did. Maybe not then. I got to see some great football. But at the same time, I'm so over... And that saddens me. I'm sad to see what's happened to NASCAR, a sport that you never thought that that would happen. You had a driver that was... He liked a meme that the left said was something he shouldn't have liked about George Floyd, the drug addict. And I I think he's kicked off his NASCAR team because he liked a social media post. This is cancerous behavior. And guys, what does this have to do with guns? It has everything to do with guns because it's this type of attitude, this un-American attitude that is being drilled into Americans. And now through our sports, the escape that you're talking about, Ryan, it's all by design. Is it when you combine that with a with a hateful media that's giving us lies, that's telling us what to think, that's shoving agendas down our throat when athletes are doing this? Look, beer, Bud Light's history. It's never coming back, guys. I'm going to make that prediction right here for you. So let me bring, let's come back full circle. Let's circle back like Jen Psaki says. Because this is how this, I think, might fix itself. I think what's happened with soccer and Rapinoe, and the fact if you look at any comment on the story of the women's soccer team losing, it's all the same sentiment. Good. Couldn't have happened to a better bunch of un-American people. Isn't that sad? But at the same time, isn't that also showing us when you combine with what's happening with anheuser Bush and Bud Light, the just self-destruction of a brand, Corporations in DEI, Disney, numbers are down. Their movies are sucking wind right now. They're down about $900 million. When you look at all of this, isn't this a sign, Ryan, that we can fix this, that we can right this ship?
1: I, I Absolutely. And for the longest time, it, se- it seemed like the conservative, pro-American – Kinds of boycotts didn't work, but boy, didn't Anheuser Busch step in it big time? And mm, Disney right. uh, picking a fight and going woke, and then trying to attack um, what what many parents perceive as an attack on their on their children, right? From a company that that we've trusted for generations to be family safe. You didn't have to think about letting your kids watch a Disney movie, right? Because it was going to be wholesome and good and for the most part pro-American and pro-family values and didn't have to worry about it. Now you have to worry about it. That makes parents angry. That makes conservatives angry. And it's sticking now, Mark. I I agree where, you know, when you attack America like the U.S. women's soccer team did in kneeling, you know, during the anthem. Hey, look, we all know America isn't perfect but name one country you'd rather live in and and that's the attitude most Americans have that we won't put up with a, an athlete no matter how good they think they are denigrating our, our great country.
0: when we come back we're going to continue the conversation with Ryan Petty don't go away we'll be back in four minutes on the flip side. Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us, the GRPC. This year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, AWR Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit saf.org to register today. Register at SAF.org. We'll see you there. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back indeed. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom. 15 years now. We're in our 15th year. Incredible stuff. Our actual 15th anniversary will be April 26, 2024. And on April 27th, we will begin our 16th year. That's the way the calendar works. Uh, Honest to goodness, man, it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. We continue to grow and explode for a reason. And you are a large part of that. And our affiliates, we love each and every one of you. Thank you for carrying the program. And uh, this, this huge national broadcast now being heard on hundreds of radio stations. We're proud of that. And we thank you and we thank the affiliates for our ability to be here and provide these conversations with you, to you, with our partners in conjunction with all of our partners every single week on Armed American Radio's Cast. Today, we're in the Car Firearms Group studios on the six-hour Mic. It's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance and all of our partners. Visit them all at armedamericanradio.com. Talking with Ryan Petty, let's continue the conversation. Ryan, the, the freedom issue, I was thinking about a lot of this during the break and I think about it a lot. You know, I just spent time. In uh, Boston, Massachusetts, when I went up to broadcast with Sig in New Hampshire and New Hampshire, I'm going to quote AWR from earlier today. He's been up there with me last October and he's been up there a number of times prior to my going up. But Sig Sig sits in New Hampshire and New Hampshire is like this little gem in New England that when I'm going to put this in perspective, play theater of the mind with you. When you cross the Massachusetts border into New Hampshire, you go from a communist state to a free state where an 18-year-old, my son, can lawfully carry a firearm without a permit in the state of New Hampshire. My daughter at 20 can carry a firearm for her own personal defense. My wife and myself can carry firearms. Constitutional carry. You drop back down across that border And, guys, I didn't even take my firearm with me because I was flying to and out of Boston. Now, Ryan, that says
1: something, doesn't it? Yeah, we're living in two different countries is what's happened. And, unfortunately, um, in much of Blue State America, uh, it's hard to call it Blue State America. It's Blue State something. Uh, it's not certainly not the America I recognize or the America that I would choose uh, to live in. You know, we had some friends uh, tell us this week that uh, he had gotten a job in Chicago, was moving to Chicago. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, good, good for you. Um, I'm excited for you. It's a promotion, you know, more money, you know, whatever. I couldn't bring myself to move to Chicago at this point. And I, I, I know we've probably got listeners in Chicago, and I've been to that city. I love it. It's absolutely a beautiful place. And you, you, when you understand the, the, the history and everything that's gone on in Chicago, what a, what an amazing city. But I couldn't bring myself to live there right now because it's not safe. And the politicians, toxic. you know, it, it, it's toxic. You've got these uh, teenagers Right. Who, for whatever reason, their parents aren't parenting them. So they're out, you know, in the middle of the night terrorizing the city. And a reporter had the audacity to call that group of teenagers a mob this Mm -hmm. week. And the mayor stopped the press conference and corrected the reporter and said, what do you call them? A large gathering. You can't call it a mob. Can't call them a mob, even though they're terrorizing the city. Trashing stores, stealing stuff out of stores, throwing it on the ground. He says, "We, you know, we got to call them large gatherings. We need to understand they're just hungry. They're just, you know, they're 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 doing it because they lack opportunities in the in, in, in the city of Chicago. And that's the that's the dystopian America that the Democrat Party and and quite frankly, everybody that lives in a blue city and a blue state." That's the reality of where they're living. And you saw it in Massachusetts. And, and the reaction in blue states is to, is to continue to pass new laws, to punish law-abiding citizens for the crimes committed uh, by these large gatherings. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, and, listen, uh, let, let's, and, and, and I'm glad you
0: – let me stop you for a second because I pulled up the definition of the word mob. We know what the reporter was saying. And according to Merriam-Webster – A large and disorderly crowd of people, especially one bent on riotous or destructive action. Isn't that what it was? Yet we can't call it what it is in woke, progressive, blue state, whatever it is. Look, I was disarmed by the state of Massachusetts as an American citizen. We have 27 states that are constitutional carry, one of them right across the border, 52 miles north of logan airport i know that from the gps look it up it's an accurate mileage count guys we're in new hampshire the state motto is live free or die. Now, I'm going to tell you a funny story about that. I was in a cigar bar because my car was parked out on the street. I had about an hour. The wife and kids wanted to go back to the hotel and chill out for a little bit. I said, well, I, I got to wait for this because I can't get the, use the same parking app in front of the hotel. I'll just go over to the cigar bar, let that parking meter run itself out so that I can get a new one when I get to the hotel, which was only a, you know, a mere blocks away. And as I was leaving... The cigar bar, I said to the kid, because the outside door was closed to the street, I said, can I take this cigar up through the shop and walk through the shop with it out onto the street? He says, bro, live free or die. This is New Hampshire. Have at it. They love love their freedom up there. They get it. And, you know, they get it more than most because they are surrounded by un-American activity. Look, the fact that I was disarmed doesn't mean that I was defenseless. You know what I did? I car- now my kids love this, but I carried a, a walking stick cane which you can fly with and you can carry on the aircraft. You laugh at me all you want, but I at least had a stick for self-defense. God forbid I needed it. Crazy? No, I'm used to carrying a firearm every single day. I don't like being disarmed by the state, Ryan. It's un-American yet they accept it up there and the visuals were everywhere i went t-shirts just virtue signaling liberal whites with their blm t-shirts to this day i thought we were past that flags flying off of historic churches the disease of liberalism was everywhere go to new hampshire carry your gun live free or die what does that say
1: well, the, for, for again, m- many blue states and much of leftist progressive America, they, their religion is the state and authoritarianism and, and these movements like BLM and wokeness become the replacement for, you know, the, the religion that, that most of these people shun. And it's, it's sad. It's unfortunate that it goes there, but, but they are choosing this false it's a false choice of more state authority will make them makes them in they believe safer makes them feel safer and they'd rather feel safe than free and i think our founders would would absolutely be shocked and dismayed that the gift that we have been given of freedom, which is so rare in the human condition over the thousands of years of existence, it's so rare to find ourselves in a position where we can be free, Mark. And that was a gift bestowed on us by the founders who paid a terrible price for this. And and, and we as a country have continued to pay the price for freedom so that all could be free and to have people reject that out of some notion that either that they want to feel safe or they just like to tell their neighbor how to live. Um, it, it, it's disgusting to me, and I'm sure uh, uh, the founders of our country would absolutely be dismayed at the state of the nation.
0: Yeah, and to consider the fact that I took the family to Minuteman National Park, where freedom rang in the form of the shot heard around the world in the state of Massachusetts, where they have lost that sense of patriotism. It was obvious. I saw it. My kids saw it. We witnessed it. We called it out when we saw it. My gosh, look, it was everywhere. It's very sad to see, very sad to see that that type of un-American activity and legislation is actually voted for in the very state that, <laughs> started the revolution that gave us the freedom that we have today incredible stuff one more segment with ryan petty don't go away
4: As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense, or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous.
0: Hey, this final segment of Armed American Radio is being sponsored by Crossbreed Holsters. Make sure to visit crossbreedholsters.com. Now, let's get back to me. Crossbreed Holsters is a great company. I have a crossbreed for every firearm that I own and carry my guns in a crossbreed super tucker and innate tactical inside the waistband or the whatever. The cornucopia of OWB holsters that they make. Crossbreedholsters.com makes the best. Super comfortable. Make sure to check them out. And uh, we appreciate them being here with us literally from day one. They've been here with us from day one for many, many years, decade and a half. Great company, great people, their family. And if you've ever purchased anything from Crossbreed, you become a part of the family as well. And if you own a Crossbreed holster, you know that. They stand by their product. Great company. Visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com. Needs some emergency food. Heaven's Harvest has you covered. I've been telling you this for a long time, guys. Having a little food stash makes you feel a lot better, okay? You will sleep better at night. It's one of those deals where you don't, you don't really realize it until you have it. And you use the promo code over at heavensharvest.com. Grab that entree deal. You can even go, if you want to go to the 72-hour one. So I would recommend you pick up the month one, the bucket. It's about $180. You use the promo code, knocks off close to 50 bucks. It's a great place to start. And even if you want the 72-hour pack, you've got something. And you'll find that you sleep better. You'll be like, man, I never thought that that would ma-. And it does. It makes a huge difference. You'll just feel better. Make sure to check them out, HeavensHarvest.com. Final segment of the second hour show is just flying by today. We're talking with Ryan Petty, Parkland Dad. I want to go to Parkland for just a minute, Ryan. Uh, sadly, Parkland is, uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, of course, is something that you are connected with forever. And there's what is going on down there right now? I bring me and, and listeners up to speed. They're getting ready to destroy the building. It's been a crime scene for a number of years now, about five years. But they're doing live fire testing in there because of the civil suit with this coward, Broward, coward deputy cop who was acquitted on criminal charges a few weeks back. What is
1: happening there? Yeah, that's exactly right. They are. They um uh, actually, it was completed this week, and uh, they are recreating, um, live do, b- doing a live fire in the building uh, and recording that audio uh, so that they can um, have experts testify as to what Deputy Scott Peterson heard or didn't hear. Now, his contention uh, through his lawyers has been he didn't know where the shots were coming from. Um, I have stood on the doorstep of that freshman building as a Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, commissioner. I, I, there is no question in my mind, standing at the door, he knew that the sound of those gunshots were coming from inside that building, which is why he retreated from that building and hid behind a cement barrier for 48 minutes. While the killer continued his rampage in the building and other law enforcement and first responders began to respond and enter the building and try to uh, neutralize the shooter, number one, and B render aid. But Scott Peterson not only didn't go in the building for 48 minutes, uh, or stood frozen for 48 minutes, he uh, misdirected other deputies and other responding law enforcement uh, in his actions and inactions that they are inexcusable. So this was an attempt to once and for all try to prove that Deputy Peterson knew where those shots were coming from and that was the purpose of a of the live fire uh, exercise in the building.
0: Do you because this is a civil suit, and not criminal, and the the bar is far lower for getting I can't call it a conviction, but uh, you know, a, a successful judgment. How, how do you think this plays out with this guy? Is he going to get his due here, hopefully, finally, in the civil action?
1: I can only hope so. Look, his, um, you know, by the time Peterson arrived at the building, my daughter had already been killed. She was already, she was dead at that point. But but there were others that, uh, were killed on that first floor or were shot and wounded on that first floor that had Peterson gone in, he might've been able to render aid, or he certainly could have relayed different instructions to responding law enforcement. He told them to set up a perimeter, which nobody does. They, they stopped doing that since Columbine Right, you right. rush to the, to the shooter. You go to the shooter and you eliminate the shooter. That's the protocol. He, he told them to set up a perimeter, um, Number one, he he may have been able to render aid to some of those uh wounded uh, children on the first floor. And had he engaged with that coward, again two cowards, but had he engaged with the killer in any form or fashion, he could have, in my view, stopped the killing on the sixth. Uh, sorry, on the third floor, there were six killed, and he may have prevented those deaths uh, had he engaged. And he didn't. Well, do just that. just so the I simple distractions just the simple distraction Look, these school shooters don't i mean they have a plan they're going to go in and shoot as many indiscriminate innocent people as they can but the moment we've learned this time and time again mark the moment they meet any resistance they stop what they're doing they either kill themselves or or they're eliminated by you know law enforcement or an armed teacher or uh or whatever right and so the killing stops and Scott Peterson deliberately um, um, chose not to go into that building and stop the killer. And six were killed on that third floor because of his inaction.
0: Yeah, and I want to point out too, ladies and gentlemen and uh, Ryan, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But Fox News was reported. You were you were a part of the Fox News story that came out about this just the other day. And you are not a party to the civil lawsuit. Correct. I want to make that very clear.
1: I am not i my interest is quite frankly in seeing justice for these other families uh of kids that were injured and or those you know those uh, those six families uh that lost somebody on the third floor because he didn't do anything yeah i I can't get
0: in his head I'm not going to try um, it's my personal opinion that Scott Peterson had that job as what he felt was a cushy end of career get me to retirement deal and when this went down he just didn't want to participate and sadly what happened happened as a result of his failure to act um and you've been on the show to talk about this many times but uh you you felt that he was going to be acquitted in the criminal trial right so we're holding our hopes here for the civil trial certainly for some type of judgment against this guy
1: yeah, the, the bar was incredibly high uh, for a criminal conviction. You, you, look, this is what people have to understand on the show, Mark. Law enforcement does not have a duty to respond. And there's this mistaken notion that most Americans have that when they dial 911, the, they're going to turn on the cherries and berries, as they say, and come, you know, the cavalry's coming. Uh, they may be coming. It may be 7, 8, 10, 14 minutes before they get there. And quite frankly, they don't have a duty to do anything once they get there. So you got to understand that. Uh, you are your own first responder. Um, you, uh, in, the, in the Scott Peterson case specifically, there was a uh, potential duty uh, as a caregiver uh, to children at a school that uh, the claim was that maybe that, that they could convict him on that. That was a very difficult legal hurdle. Uh, to jump over and and of course uh, he was not convicted yeah
0: Ryan thank you for being here heed those words ladies and gentlemen that you just heard from Ryan Petty who knows this more than anybody but you are your own first responder and like myself that was disarmed by the state up in uh, Massachusetts this past week if you can't carry a gun carry a really big stick okay you are your own first responder you're the one that's there They get to you, they get to you. If they don't, they don't. You're the one that has to act. Ryan, I'm hopeful that I'll see you in just a couple weeks down in Tampa. I'll talk with you about that off air as I go down for a gun show in that area in Largo on the 19th and 20th. Ryan Petty, thank you for being here, my friend. Six minutes from now on the flip side of the break, the classic AAR roundtable. Don't go away.
4: friends.com